What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 152. On this episode, I'm joined by Koopy, where we talk about our Patreon, the merch shop, uh, quarantine life, some TV shows. Uh, we talk about the movie Harriet. It's about Harriet Tubman, but we realized we didn't really make that uh, too specific. So just so you're aware of that. Um, Pow, I bought NBA 2K20, so I'm trying to get all y'all to play with us on there. Uh, the issues I had with my most recent music EP and how bullshit that is. Um, and then we get into Koopy talking about her books where she lets us know of all the books she read in this last month. So uh, thanks for checking us out. A podcast with Mo. What up? We're joined by Koopy. Hello. Which you know what that means. Happy reading. Happy reading, <laughs> which should be welcome in this quarantined world. Um, but we're going to save the book talk for the end uh, if we have anything to talk about before that. Uh, I do got to mention all my websites and shit. So if you go to patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo, you can give any amount of money and get early access to all these podcasts. It might finally be an actual deal now with people stuck at home bored. Um, even though I've noticed numbers of just podcast lists podcast listeners have went down since the quarantine happened so i do think a lot of people it's like i listen when i'm at work and if i'm at <laughs> home i ain't fucking listening to podcasts it's possible because uh, i've my podcast listings went down quite a bit you know i think also people are just very distracted by everything going on around them and right. it's hard to focus for sure but i thought it was going to go up you know because everyone had more time but not how it's happened yet um but anyway so shout out my patrons who is my mother uh hurricane haynes Marshall, the Dharma Initiative Bear, and Pow Wow, and Snappy. So thanks for your support. One hundred. Um, and then we have a merch shop. This week, I swear I'm gonna work on some merch. I feel like I need to do some more. Uh, I don't know what all I can do. I just already have the basic logos that people that want them got them. I think. Um, but I really feel like I need to work on some stuff. So I'm gonna maybe look into something it. like funny, right? In this time of sadness we need i really just i'm my goal is to make a snappy shirt and a skinny shirt oh yeah because you know i think they're the two most memorable co-hosts i think that's you know snappy's on every week and skinny everyone loves skinny on the music podcast they're all like man that skinny's wild and i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's gonna be my goal um all right what's going on in the world for you besides reading well, obviously, I'm now working from home, and so that's just a whole new level of stress that it's just different. It's just time-consuming, and it's harder to just stick to work hours because work hours are now home hours. So right. this week, I've been really busy and kind of stressed with adjusting to that, but I think it's going to get better from here. Right. Well, I think what's weird um, is that everyone's job is different. Everyone, even if their jobs are the same, but it's a different employer, even they're handling those things differently. So um, some people are just glad to still have a job and getting a paycheck. You know, that's what I keep trying to keep in mind for me of like, hey, I'm getting a check. I should not complain about anything because some people just lost their jobs, you know, right. and that's, I think, the worst case scenario. And then there's the people that are forced to go to work and they're on the front lines of this. They may, you know, die from it. Those are also bad, but again, they're getting paid, and I, I think I, that would just be my mindset or try to be. But I know it is; it has to be scary. It just would be frustrating for all those people who are still out there working and taking extra precautions to see all of the people who are just running around as if nothing's ever happened. Right. So I think that's why everyone should just stay home if you can, so that our people who are out there working 
critical jobs are safer. Right. I mean, I think that is definitely the best. And I do think they should get hazard pay. I think anyone that's out there yeah. working should be getting paid more than you normally get paid because of the scenario. Um, so I do think that. But then there's also the people that are like still getting paid and don't have to work. Right. And like that, that is a group of people. And then so everyone wants to be that group of people. So if anyone's not that, or not everyone, there's people that I've heard, uh, you know, want to be like, well, I just think I should get to stay home and not get paid or and still get paid. And they should just do it because this is a pandemic. And I'm like, I understand money's make believe or whatever in a way, but it is also like, I don't know. That's a, it's a weird, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. It's a weird thing. You feel bad, I think, no matter what group you're in. Right. So. Well, luckily, not much has changed for me, considering I am a homebody. Right. So outside I'm, of work, our life has yeah, not. I'm changed. pretty content with just being at the house. Um, Snappy calls in now. Yes, I've kind of put my foot down on guests coming over, <laughs> right. but um, we've been watching some good shows. Right. We've been catching up on season three of Ozark. It came out a couple this, weeks ago. Yeah, this last month. Maybe last month. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's been really good. Um, I think all the seasons are good. I think this one, it, uh, there was an early on in the season. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be into this one as much. But by the end, they have a good way of their formula always seems to work, right? And the personalities of the characters always come through. You're like, yep, that makes sense. I see how that happened. This so. one's definitely not been as upsetting as other seasons. Right. But it has had some moments that you're like, that was intense. Right. And I'm sure you are going to hear our dog howling away at probably someone walking in front of our house or something at the moment. She's a good guard dog. That's it, though. If they walked in and she would just lick them to death. <laughs> it would not, she would not be ferocious. Um, um, I don't know if we were finished with Fargo last time I was on, but we also watched. Yeah, we finished season three of Fargo. I got Snappy to watch it, so I was pretty proud of that. Um, I've gotten a couple other people on Facebook throughout this break. They're like, hey, anyone know any good shows? I'm like, Fargo, please just check out Fargo. Um, I just think it's so underrated. You know, Other FX shows, I, started, I watched the season one of Atlanta. Was that a few weeks ago? And I'm probably going to watch the second season soon because I love Atlanta. And we've been watching Dave, which is good. And everyone on Twitter, you know, my friends just love it. You know, I think the Gata episode was really good. The rest are okay. I just think Atlanta is kind of a better version of Dave. Um, well, I think they're, they're very, just very different. See, I think they're so similar. I think Dave's trying to do what Atlanta did. I think it's trying to be like, ha ha, funny, and then have serious moments where Atlanta's kind of more serious, I guess. So that's a little, I don't know. I just think Donald Glover and Little Dicky just have such different personalities that I don't even think to compare them. But I guess they are both about rappers. Well, to me, they're similar in the fact I want to just hear all the music parts, but it's about the business side and the personal life. So, you know, you never actually get to see the music side or very rarely do you see that part. Um, so Little Dicky Show could change. But I think also because I am such a huge fan of Atlanta, I've just watched it through that lens. Um, and I do think, and I get it's this whole thing, I personally, just the dick jokes aren't don't do it for me like they once right, did. Right. So um, I think if I was a little younger, maybe it would. You know, I loved workaholics, and I think like this is probably even a little more immature than workaholics sort of humor. But I don't know. But it, it does is, have some real moments, like the Gata episode was right. so good. And then when you see the flashbacks to his childhood and him coming to these realizations, you're like, it does have some moments where it's not as silly as workaholics. Right. But then again, I guess like the silly episode of like the milking table episode was really funny. Oh, gosh. It was pretty good. <laughs> it was fucking weird, though, with his half it's, of a sex doll. It's definitely weird. Um. 
So anyway, Dave's pretty good if you haven't checked it out. Um, and Atlanta also. Anything off FX, honestly, is pretty fucking good these days. They have something else that's about to come out that I was like, man, you're just going to keep making the good shows. And they're all on Hulu if they're on FX. So it works out. I'm trying to think. I watched a movie that I rented off Amazon Prime. There's a podcast out there called Following Harriet. And it was made after, I guess, that movie came out last fall called Harriet. So I listened to that podcast and watched the movie. And I thought it was really good. Yeah, I watched it with you. It was good. I thought it was like, it probably could have been made like a old school plot structure could have been better as a movie. Like it kind of just was like, here's the shit. And it was cool. But I don't know if like the overall like plot line was arc. It's really just kind of hones in on one specific point in her life right and so like it is good but it was like kind of way of like well, i kind of want to more more right it seemed like it'd be a better series but then again i just love shows right it would make it it would have made a really good mini series i agree to that right so um i'm trying to think of, there has to be other shows we watched the king of the hill i mentioned when i was snappy was on of you know been watching knocking out some of that um we finished we decided not to finish Halt and catch fire yeah so in season four of Halt and catch fire it just gets so to where like Donna's one of the best characters, and she's so, like, boring in that season, I feel like. And then they make Cameron's character kind of boring. Everyone just gets really boring. I don't know. We, I think we just were over it. It wasn't... No, the first time through, we watched it all, but... Right, we've wasn't watched worth it a, before. It wasn't worth the second time through. No. And okay. uh, it's still on my queue, though. Yeah, we got to figure out how to get Netflix, like, how you can remove shit from your queue. Like, Maybe if you're logged in on a desktop laptop. Yeah, we'll uh, I don't look know. into it. Because, yeah, that's our big thing these days of, like, if you accidentally click something, you're like, hurry back out before it saves on your <laughs> previously it's watched. it's there for months. Um, I'm trying to think if I've watched anything else, but I don't think you I have. You watch Grey's Anatomy, which. Uh, it's my background show. Right. Go-to and, show. Which is a bummer because all of our other background shows were, like, things I was kind of into. And um, I don't know. I just not a fan. Of I watched Anatomy. the first, I don't know how many seasons, maybe four seasons as they aired. So I'm really connected to these original cast members, but I know a lot of them leave the show. Right. So I have a feeling that once that happens, we'll probably taper off on the Grey's Anatomy. But we'll see. Um, and then, I guess video game-wise, I have been playing a little bit of NBA 2K20, and Powell just bought it, so I'm going to have to play online with him some, because I told him I would if he bought it, and then he did, because it's on sale. And then by the time this comes out, or maybe not by the time it comes out, this will... But next week from now, I'll be playing the new Final Fantasy VII remake, and then I'll probably be doing nothing else. It'll be—it's been a long time since the video game came out where I would be like, "No, no, I'm just going to do this all day." Because even now, I play games for like a couple hours, and then I'm like, "Well, I'll go mess with a beat or something." But I plan on—that's uh, all I'm going to do Friday. Well, I just hope you get a game that you like because lately you just get mad at everything. So you need some joy in your life. This is very true. I don't know if too many games I've actually been like mad, mad at. I mean, I got mad at Madden. I've explained that on here. Uh, but in general, I like games. Well, there's this one game you've been playing with things darting around. And you get kind of annoyed at that one. Things darting around? I don't know. They're like It looks like uh, a yeah. ping pong game. It's like a breakout <laughs> game. Yeah. It's a brick breaker. Yeah. yeah. I got a platinum in it, so I'm done with that. Well, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I was having to get all the good ranks and shit. So, um, yeah, anyway, playing some video games. Uh, other people should get on NBA 2K20 and play with me and Pow Wow. be fun. And then the only other thing I really have before we get to your books is 
my I was gonna have like a whole EP come out last week, and I was real excited about it. And then the day before it came out, I noticed that it uploaded underneath my like producer name and not my art, my rapper name. And so I was like, well, I'll just cancel it and I'll re-upload it. And then that whole process, I learned it's like, nope, can't do that because you've already uploaded underneath another name. That's its name now. Nothing you can do. And I'm like, well, that's bullshit. I'll contact DistroKid, who's my distributor of music to these stores. And they're like, oh, you can't contact us directly. You have to fill out this form. But when you fill out the form for the problem, it just says nothing we can do. And then I reach out to them through all these social media things. And they're like, oh, I understand. Well, here, fill out this form. And I'm like, you don't understand because I filled out this form four fucking times. And it just goes to you don't help me. So um, I think what I'll have to do is just upload underneath my producer name. And then once it's uploaded, I can file a dispute that it's on the wrong artist page. Hmm. and then hope they move it. Yeah. But, like, it's going to be annoying. It's definitely one of those moments where you're like, oh, like, sh- should easy fix, and then it's not. Right. And, and the it's thing way is, more complicated than it should be. I know be. it was my fault. I know I uploaded it to the wrong spot, but it just should be easy to fix because I own both of these accounts. They should be like, oh, yeah, you're the owner of both of these? Yeah, no problem. You can do whatever you want because you own them. But instead it's like, nope, too bad. Yeah. And I'm like, I own everything about all the music. So this just makes me very. I'm sorry. So when, so when, we don't know when it'll come out. No, I haven't decided. I keep trying to re-upload it, hoping if I give it a couple days, it'll say like, okay, it's cool now since it's really been removed from the store. You know, I was like, man, I'll give it like three days. Um, But then I feel like even if I wait that long, then it still says no, then I'm going to feel even dumber for not just going ahead and doing it the other way and then doing the dispute, you know, so. Dilemma. And then theme-wise, I need it to be out before 420, so that's another whole whole thing. So anyway, um, I've been very upset in the last 48 hours over this scenario, but there are other joys in life, but it wasn't that. I'm sorry it didn't work out for you. It's okay. Um, we'll just make more. That's my plan. All right, so if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. So, are you ready to talk about your books? Sure. Yeah. I have quite a few. So. I'll try not to talk too long, uh, but I read six books in March. One of them I technically finished in April, but I started it in March. So but anyway, um, I added it up because I was just curious. Oh, and now I can't find the page in my planner. Yeah, I know you're doing math and everything. Just a little. I had a calculator. Let's see. Yeah, here's my list. Okay, I read... 2,837 pages. Right on. Over six books. This is 16 out of 65 in my current reading challenge goal. So I'm doing pretty good. I read a variety of genres. YA fantasy, which stands for young adult. um, Some sci-fi slash dystopian literature. And so the first book I read is a YA fantasy book. And it's a third book in a series called Falling Kingdoms by Morgan Rhodes. And this book was called Gathering Darkness. Is this the 
It has a cool cover. Is this the one that did not have a cool cover last time? Yeah. We yes. Got art. We've had this discussion on every one of these books so far. The last one you did not like. Right. But you like this one? Yeah. This one's cool. It's colorful. I like the purple in it. For sure. So in this, oh, I don't even, I think there's seven books in the series. So it's a lot. There's, a, there's more to come. Um, this was book three. And it's basically, uh, obviously, it's the Fallen Kingdoms series. It's a landmass that was divided into three different kingdoms. And they've been going to war for the last so many books. And you have multiple perspectives. Um, you have the perspective of the like rebel groups who are like the peasant people from the poorer kingdom that are rising up um, for the first time trying to get some justice and land for themselves and to be free of corrupt rulers. And then we have um, the more prosperous kingdoms to the north and south. And so we have a prince from the kingdom of the north and then a princess from the kingdom in the south and all of the different storylines just intermingle together. I don't want to give away too many spoilers, but you have Cleo and Magnus and Magnus has a sister named Lucia. And so you just follow all these different characters through this time of war. But then we also have the Watchers and they are like magical people who can transform into, they like live in a magical realm and they transform into hawks and they can kind of observe the mortal realm is kind of how I would interpret it. And they want to be, they've been trapped in this other dimension and they want to be set free and take over the mortal realm is kind of how it's pitched. And so we also have this whole watcher storyline and it's basically all these people trying to gain power and getting in each other's way to do so. And there's romance and adventure, bloodshed, magic. It's a really good series. I like it a lot. Right on. So if you like Game of Thrones, but you're a little intimidated to get into that series because it's so long and incomplete. And I mean, this is seven books. This is longer. It's Well, the books themselves aren't as long as oh, the Game of Thrones books individually. And Game of Thrones is considered adult, and this is young adult or new adult. So it's just a little bit easier to read. Right. Game of Thrones say. is dense. So if you like that type of stuff, but you're you're not really ready for Game of Thrones, I think this is a really good series. Well, cool. I have not read Game of Thrones, but I've So that you was call the, yourself a reader. I will get to it, I'm sure, someday. But at this point I've lent the book first book out to somebody and I don't know if we'll ever be allowed to interact with people again. So we might have to get the first book again. Right. Um the second book I read is called Tears of Frost by Bree Barton. And this is the sequel to Heart of Thorns. I would say this uh cover it's kinda hard to read. That's what you said about Heart of Thorns. It was the one that you were like Heart says of moms. moms. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Not good font choices. I do think this is a little dark in the background, and it makes the title kind of hard to read. Um, but in the first book, you follow this young girl who's been engaged to a prince, and they run away because they were attacked on their wedding day. And in the sequel, um, they've been separated at this point, and it's kind of their attempt to get back to, to each other. Um, their kingdom has been taken over by evil magicians. 
Um, <laughs> Magicians. Not like I, I mean, yeah, like wizards. Wizards, I guess. Yeah, but they're they're. I don't know. <laughs> Magicians and blods are doing illusions. I mean, in a way, as opposed to magic. I mean, they're well, no, they're creating illusions from their magic. Like they make people think of false. Understand? Yeah. Okay, but anyway, um, this book takes place in um, a wintry landscape, winterscape. So it has a really cool. Uh, atmosphere to it that the first book didn't have. Um, the first book was actually set more in like a volcanic, fiery land. So this book is all in this like winter continent. Um, Tears of Frost makes sense. Right. So I really enjoyed the setting of this book, but I did not enjoy the plot as much as I did in the first one. Are there more, you said? There's going to be one more. It comes out in January 2021, so it's not out yet. All right. So, I don't know. I might not continue. This might be one of those books that I donate to others to read. Right. But I'm glad I gave it a go. I really liked the first one. Right. Well, we're right on. Okay. So, let's see. My books are a little out of order. God damn it. The third book I read is called All the Stars and Teeth by Adeline Grace. This was the February... Owl Crate Book of the Month. So I read it um, in March. I've, they had a Owl Crate a thon, which was a reading thon, read a thon for two weeks. And so this was the first book I re- read for the read a thon. And it's a mermaid, princess, pirates, stowaways, adventure story. It has a beautiful cover. Yeah, it looks cool. It reminds me of like traditional tattoos. It's really cool cover. Um, I just didn't think it really offered anything new. Right. If you like Pirates of the Caribbean. Who did? You you would like this book. I liked the movies. Oh. The first couple. I don't think I watched them all. I haven't either. But I really did like the. I remember seeing the first two. I just theaters. thought Johnny Depp became too much of a caricature, you know. Right. I, I after I didn't like where Johnny Depp Johnny Johnny Depp's career went. Johnny Depp. <laughs> I didn't like where his career went after that. But um, I guess he's also a really awful person. Actually, it turns out he was telling the truth. He did not abuse his wife. His wife abused him and came out in court. Oh. So everyone needs to shut up with their hating on Johnny Depp when he was in the wrath this whole time. Well, I was always very upset about it because I loved his old stuff, like Edward Scissorhands. And yeah, turns Sweeney out he's Todd a decent guy. He just happens to spend ten grand a week on wine and other shit that's like, hey, bro, you can't live like that. <laughs> but he's trying well, this book definitely has some comedy moments, so it ha- it's kind of lighthearted. Um, this book I did start to read when the coronavirus started to hit closer to home, so I found it a little harder to focus with just everything that was going on. Um, so got like a little Corona nudge down. Yeah, so I kind of i I don't know if I was just. I don't know, but I struggled to focus while reading this one, and it just didn't seem like anything new. That hadn't been said before. Right. But it was cute. If you like pirates and mermaids. and Right. Well, cool. All the stars and teeth. Yes. Um, there's different, like eight different types of magic. And one of the main characters does blood magic. And she needs like sacrifice. So she carries like teeth around on her and stuff like that. So she can always access her magic. Well, cool. So she likes it when people die because she can take apart their body. <laughs> so it definitely has, I mean, I guess that's kind of unique. 
Right. That's fun. Yeah. It was a fun element to it, but it was kind of hard to keep up with all of the different magics and they all come from different lands. There's a map in the front to kind of help you, but anyway, it was mainly just like a pirate story. Uh, This next one looks real big. Yes. And it's signed by the author, Neil Schusterman. This is book three in the Ark of the Scythe trilogy. Uh, it's called The Toll. You know, Wyatt, who was on here, uh, used to be on this podcast back in May before he moved. I saw where his girlfriend shared her five favorite books. And this, I think, was like her number two was the series. Yes, it's a so, really good series. Other and people out there like it. I think it's going to be turned into, I don't know, I'm probably a movie series, maybe a TV series. But it's sci-fi, dystopian, um, set in the far, far future I know I've talked about Scythe and Thunderhead on here before. The last two months, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the toll, I can't say anything really about it without giving away the first two books. But yeah, so there's these Grim Reaper-like guys that decide who dies because no one really dies from shit. And so this is The organization the- gets corrupted and, um, you know, it's kind of like... A little bit of wanted, a little bit of... A band of misfits who were trying to put the system back together so that... People um, aren't just being slaughtered for no reason, but ultimately it's to keep population under control because people don't die naturally. Right. So you have people who really enjoy being scythes who take pleasure in this murder, or they call it gleaning of people. But then you also have like scythes who follow a code of conduct and they, they only do it in a certain way and they want it to all be very honorable. Samurai-ish. Yeah. And then there's also this whole technology element of the Thunderhead, which is an AI sort of um, character, artificial intelligence, computer. Right. He's like the robot off the Orville. Yeah. So it's got a lot of fun elements to it. It's different than any- that show coming back? Yeah. I don't know. It was funny. But I really like the toll. Um, I've It helped- um, I I read it faster, I think, than I did all the stars and teeth, which is funny because they're size wise, yeah, one's like half the size of the other. Um, yep. so it definitely helped me kind of distract myself from everything that's going on, but it's also very heavy content. So right, so the whole time about like, dying and death. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I really like that series a lot, and I'm glad I've read it. Well, cool. It, all the covers of those look really good. So I always thought it looked interesting and cool concept. Yeah. They have the cool optical illusion with the scythe and the silhouette. I mean, it seems like it could be a cool video game series if done the right way, but it would take a really good team to do the story and stuff, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Um, Okay, so we're moving on to book five. Which has teal pages. This book is beautiful. The first book I have is also a special edition with purple pages. But the series is the Crown of Feathers series by Nikki Palpretto. And the first book um, was called Crown of Feathers. And I read it about a year ago. And the second book is called Heart of Flames. And it just came out this past month. So it's relatively new. Right. Yeah, it does look cool. There's a phoenix and a lady in a teal dress. So it's about uh, phoenix writers who... um, It's like they have a lot on fire, but... Well, they... No, they don't. Not even their clothes? Strange. <laughs> I mean, she, she looks a little tattered. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just, when I think of Phoenix, I think of the game Monster Rancher, and Phoenix is there with big old birds of fire. 
Anyway. Well, they're, it's more like the tips of their feathers ignite. I see. Not like the whole body itself, but like okay. on the wings and stuff. Um, but eggs are hard to come by in this kingdom. The phoenixes are kind of going extinct. Oh, yeah. I remember you were the first one. Yeah. And so the yeah. first book is her trying to hatch an egg and bond with a phoenix and become a phoenix rider. In book two, she is a phoenix rider. Spoiler alert. Um, but there is... This is also a sister storyline. It's a very much a sister book. You have different sister perspectives. Um, so you have Val is the main character's older sister. I can't remember the main character's name at the moment. I'm sorry. But cool. I mean, um, I, to me, it seems like it's very much just trying to tell kind of like Daenerys stories from Game of Thrones, but with phoenixes instead of dragons. I guess so. I mean, there's not this whole part about her being married off to right. not an as, evil man and all this not stuff. Not as rape fantasy-ish. Right. It's, I mean, there is a love story, but they're between two Phoenix riders. Like, it's a... Right. And one is actually like... Yeah, John and Daenerys. One two is, dragon riders. <laughs> one is a higher-ranked Phoenix rider than the other. And so it's like, they're not supposed to really be together. But they've anyway. I can't say too much. But it's it's a, very much a love story. Um, I love that the f- girl power book. Girl power book. I love that the phoenix characters, like the actual birds, have they can communicate with their riders telekinetically. Like, just is that the right word? Uh, I think it'd be telepathically. Yes, telekinetic telep- would mean they can move stuff. Okay, telepathically, um, they can communicate. So you do get some of the birds perspectives and stuff a little bit which is fun um the birds are always really sweet and you hate when something bad happens to them but i really like it it's definitely um you don't see a lot of phoenix coming up and i mean harry potter has a few and stuff like that but really they're not i haven't read many books with that mythical creature so right well in most things they're very rare because the fact they they revive so you wouldn't see like a lot of them so so they're rare in this world too, but um, there are like people who hunt the eggs and they're trying to, you know, take control over the birds. Right. Some of them cage them, some of them don't, you know, things like that. And the cage ones never grow to their full size. <laughs> so I read that one. Um, it took me quite a while because it's also pretty long. Yeah, it's thick and... But I really liked it. It has like six different perspectives that you're following, so... Lot to cover. Cool. And then the seventh book. No, I'm sorry. Sixth book. Sixth book I read. I didn't read seven. Um, it's called Soul of the Sword by Julie Kagawa. And I read the first book, Shadow of the Fox, last year, around the same time I read Crown of Feathers. Is that the Asian one? Mm-hmm. So we have this main character. Her name is Yumiko, and she is Kitsune. She's like a little fox girl with kitsune magic, fox yeah. fire, and things like that. And in the first book, she encounters um, Tatsu- Tatsumi, who is a shadow cage, which is a type of basically kind of like a samurai, but not as moral as a samurai. Like they have a very different a code of code. conduct yeah. that's darker. And he's um, supposed to be, he's considered a demon slayer. And the two of them end up 
traveling together in the first book, um, they have a similar goal, which is to make it to this temple, but they have very different reasons for why they need to get to the temple. So in the first book, it's kind of like this enemies to lover type of romance. They kind of fall for each other and they don't really want to go against each other at that point. And then in book two, Soul of the Sword, um, the sword that Tatsumi carries around has a demon living inside of it. He's a demon slayer. Um, and the demon gets out. So in book two, they have to, the demon takes over Tatsumi's body. So they have to try to get Tatsumi back to himself so that this evil Hakimono demon doesn't like fulfill his ambitions. So it's a really good story. um, Very much like a found family of characters who work with Yumiko to try to make her um, journey through, you know, terrifying forests. And there's always um, interesting ghouls and goblins and all kinds of Japanese folklore that is just unique to me because I haven't read very much of it. Right. So for me, I always find this book really uh, fun and imaginative. And I think the character Yumiko is just the sweetest. She's like so honest and sincere. She doesn't think to lie or anything. Like She's just a really sweet character that you don't see very often. Yeah, I think we're two people that could be in an anime. We just never watched it. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm- I mean, I like some of like the... Like, I know some of the classic... Um, what were the Ghibli Studios Yeah, movies. like Kiki's Magic Delivery Service and Howl's Moving Castle. I grew up on... One of my favorite movies was Little Nemo. Not Finding Nemo. Little Nemo. Very right. different. Yeah, I'm so, not familiar, but... I mean, well, I own it on DVD. Right. I'm familiar now, but before <laughs> I knew you, I was like, I don't know what you're talking it's about. based off of a comic book series that was turned into an uh, anime show but anyway um those are the six books i read in march i technically finished soul of the sword on april 2nd but i'm gonna count it yeah for march so hopefully you can read even more this month Uh, we'll see we were talking about that before we began and i'm gonna at least try to read five but it would be good if i could read six in april kind of depends on how much other stuff we got to do in the world yeah yeah the world's different these days and it's been hard to focus. I'm not going to lie. Right. Um, well, and because we, we just need more furniture. We need more places to sit around here. <laughs> We're not made for this here all the time life. Um, anyway, anything else you want to talk about before you get out of here? What's the next book you're reading? Um, I'm currently reading a book called Wilder Girls, and it I'll tell you three words to describe it. Okay. Just rant. I don't want to give away too much. Because I'm going to come on here and talk about it next month. I would say three words to describe the book I'm currently reading are quarantine, toxic, and boarding school. So it's hitting quite close to home. Well, right on. <laughs> Chose well. Um, and again, um, next week, a Final Fantasy Seven remake game comes out that I've been waiting for like 20 years for. Because I thought it was going to come out for the PS3 when that was announced because I was a kid and... They made a demo, and I was like, "That's they're giving the sign. So I've been real excited for a long time. It can do nothing but disappoint me because my hopes are so high, but I'm still going to play it. I didn't even play the demo. <laughs> I could have to get a feel for it, but I was like, nope, not spoiling anything. So uh, 
We'll see. Well, Looking be forward. excited to see what you think. Yeah. And then I guess I need to go ahead and just upload my music and just bite the bullet there. I should have just let it come out in the first place and never canceled it. That's the only reason I don't want to do it because then I feel like I just yeah. cause all this extra stress for nothing. Well, there's always next year. It's a long time. It's not even that good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like mediocre at best. But anyway. All right. Uh, thanks for being on and uh, we'll see if – I can keep people coming on without you having to be on every episode during this quarantine. Well, we'll I'll start watching more shows. Well, actually, go. I can't because I got to read. Yeah. Well, darn. <laughs> Maybe we could do a midway. Uh, we have a bunch of Blu-rays we need to watch, which no one can, like. We can't really talk about them, but we bought each other all these Blu-rays because we got a Blu-ray player, and then we haven't really watched them. So we really need to watch some of those during all this as well. To be fair, it's like. Four. It's not a whole lot. Yeah, but that's a lot of Blu-rays to not watch. Yeah, yeah but you made it sound like we bought each other like 20 DVDs. <laughs> Blu-rays, not Blu-rays. DVDs. Jesus, we didn't pay all that extra money for you to call them DVDs. I'm sorry. All right. Well, peace. Bye. Thanks for having me.
Air the, the Mo makes beats.